0: It's time for the Sharks Morning Skate with all the latest on San Jose Sharks hockey. Here are your hosts, Dan Rusanowski and Drew Ramenda. We are in beautiful Seattle, Washington for the San Jose Sharks and the Seattle Kraken, their divisional rival for the very first time this year. Drew, uh, last night we had a wonderful dinner. Thank you very much for for enjoying uh, dinner with us and with me and uh, with the celebration of my Foster Hewitt Award selection—it really, really was appreciated.
1: Yeah, we don't do that enough. You know me because I don't go. Out. But uh, you deserve a pal. It's amazing. We haven't really talked about it since uh, since the uh, the dinner and the induction, and you getting that jacket. To me, that was when it was very like for me when I'm watching when I was watching that. That's when it was real. Like my, my partner's going in the Hall of Fame, which is so cool. So it was fun last night, and, uh, and as usual, the talk after the the pleasantries who always gets back down to the hockey team and what we would do to fix it and how we could fix it and what we would like to see. So again, we we don't stray too far from the actual game once even when we go and celebrate a great moment. And I can't wait till friday when it's uh, the big moment where everybody's going to be involved
0: yeah i got a feeling there's going to be a lump in my throat in that one because the canadians will be in town and i'm going to say a few words to the crowd i still haven't finalized that but uh, i have five minutes yes. so that i only have five minutes it took longer than that at the hall of fame so i got to watch out um one thing we did notice in practice yesterday was uh, brian weisman especially working with the power play and trying to emphasize quick movement of the puck an immediate shot to the net, uh, which is something that was lacking a little bit in the Vancouver game.
1: Yeah, Mike Hoffman's had zero shots last game. Not good. No, not good. And he's, had, he, he's gone through a stretch this season where he hasn't had any shots, which a guy like Mike Hoffman, with his shot and his ability to score goals, should be putting the puck on the net all the time. Um, I think your, your power play, when you are struggling, should go back to simple. Shoot as soon as you can to get it create a shooting lane, one or two passes, bang, get it to the net, and then it's retrieval. I, I got this
0: from Todd McClellan, and I always mess it up. I, I, I make it a little too fast, but what, too fast. <laughs> what, what, what's, what's the theory that he has that you're, you're basically describing?
1: 15 seconds. So when you enter the zone on a power play, 15 seconds. Within 15 seconds, you want a shot. When you want a face off, within 15 seconds, you want a shot. When you get the puck back, within 15 seconds, you want a shot. So in other words, you want to just continue to pressure. What happens with penalty killers um, it is that they can get to their, their, their pattern and they can keep you to the outside. And they, they don't mind when you just pass it around, pass it around, pass it around, looking to try to pass it into that, uh, that perfect play. When things start to scramble and how you loosen penalty killers up is you get the puck to the net. Now they do such a good job of shot blocking They they do such a good job nowadays of getting into the shooting lane. You have to work quickly. That's what Brian was working on yesterday. Work the passes quickly. Don't dust it off. You and I talk about that all the time. Don't be stick-handling it. It's one-touch passes, and that one-touch pass can open up so much. Low-high, change the angle of attack, change the side of the attack, but make sure that within that, one or two passes, bang, you're taking it to the net. And then you all have to... Pounce on it and retrieve. There was, a, there was a shot last game against the Canucks that when it went to the shooting position, everybody knew the shot was coming, and yet the two, two of the forwards just stood on the outside and waited for it. Of course, Vancouver's inside, they got the puck and it goes down the ice. And you, you've got to be, as David Quinn told us this morning, you've got to be quick to the next play, you've got to be anticipating. You got to have your head in the swivel and be able to read the next play. The next play after a guy starting to shoot the puck is get to the net. So Brian working on that yesterday. It doesn't surprise us obviously because that's what we saw when we were when we were uh, calling the game. The the team has to do everything, not just the power play, everything quicker. As David Quinn said to us the other day, what's the difference between playing the NHL and the AHL in that? Gotta make your decisions that much better. You've got to be reactive that much faster. You've got to be that much quicker in order to be successful in the NHL.
0: But also you have to make the decision before that finger gets snapped. You have to understand where it's going to go. That's part of what's happening and I think we're seeing improvement in that area. Even on the power play, you got new guys like Kalen Addison. I think that there's a lot of spotlight on him to be that guy that gets that shot toward the net because he has that capability. It's one of the reasons why he was picked up. Um, And maybe that's what they were working on yesterday. But there's something else that can creep in, too. This team, and you and I were talking about this, is so, so slim margin when it comes to the difference between winning and losing. One little mistake can really cost them the game. Look at the other night against Vancouver. And so... When you're in that situation, human nature is, I don't want to make that mistake. Therefore, you are paralyzed by it. How do you avoid that?
1: Well, that's where coaching comes in. That's where you rely on your coaches to be almost... David Quinn talks about being positive but being honest. You have to know when to give the feedback. They... On When guys come back to the bench, they can look at the iPad themselves or the, the Surface tablet or whatever they're using. They can look at that themselves. You don't have to show it to them. They
0: probably know before they even look they, at
1: they it. They know before they even look at it. Like one of the greats, you know who was, who was really good? Jamie Baker. Never has was on the bench and I didn't have to say anything to Bakes. Or Ray Whitney. You just look at them and they, they come back and go, yeah, I know. We did have the pads back then. They just knew. And and most players, like most players, they. The thing is, what you do as a coach is you want to you give them as much information as you think that they need going into a game. And then as the game starts, before the game happens or anything like that, you, you, you free them. Just go out and play. Boys, you've been doing this forever. You know how to play the game. You've all been great players. You wouldn't be in the NHL if you know. Just go out and play. And then within that, pick your spots about what information you need to give. We were talking about the man-on-man last last game with David. Right. That was something that he needed to st- tell the guys then and there, That's who they but if, you know, if you give a puck away, when you're coming back to the bench, I don't need to walk over and be, hey, uh, you know that you gave the puck away. You know, you might, if, you, if you've done it consistently, you might just walk over and just lean over and whisper in the wrist, hey, everything behind you. come on, you know better, you give him a pat. There's very few times where you've got to overload a guy with information. Between the periods, it's a short little talk. You've you've done your job as a coach before they step on the ice. And then that's the tough part of our coaching. You have to let your horses run. And sometimes that can be difficult.
0: <laughs> well, it kind of reminds me of either two things. One, parenting. Yeah, or, yeah. or two, uh, dog training. When you're training a dog, uh, sometimes... Uh, you have to be very, very, very corrective of the dog. But then again, as a human being, you don't want your nose rubbed in it, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so it, it, depends on, it depends on the person, how you deal with it. That's where the coaching comes in because you have to understand people.
1: That's very, very good. But yeah, coaching and parenting is pretty much like Todd McClellan talks about all the time. It's, it's, a, it's very similar. Because you are helping raise young men. Still, these are young, young guys. You're still, they, as far as their family goes, you're, you're the next level of authority. And you're the first line as a coach, you're the first line of accountability. So I, I think David and his coaching staff do a great job of it. It's, it they, they, they work at it constantly. I think David's been really good on the bench at, at not trying to give too much information and not show the emotion that, that he has been inclined to. That first year, he, he did it a lot, and we talked to him about it. And he said, in fact, that day he had talked to his coach and said, hey, we've got to back off, and by we, I mean me. So but he's, he's very humble in, in that regard as well. So he knows that there's times that you've got to push, and there's times you just back off and let the guys just go play.
0: But you've got to let them go play today. There's going to be seven defensemen dressed. Nikolai Knižov is the defenseman that comes in. And the reason why there's 17-11 forwards is because Kevin LeBanc still feeling the effects of that horrible foot that resulted in the fine to nils hoaglander of two thousand eight hundred dollars or whatever the maximum allowable is I, I i think he's going to be just fine Capo <laughs> kakadin big game for him he's coming off an unbelievable effort against st louis especially in the third period i think his services are going to be very important tonight against the seattle team it's picked up points in four straight games but they're giving up a lot of goals yeah. and so what an opportunity
1: yeah a great opportunity that's that's the key about it but the key is like you said just go play man.
0: We'll be on the air at 6.30 for all of the exciting action, the Sharks and the Kraken in the Pacific Northwest. Now I'm off to have a latte. See you later. You've been listening to the Sharks Morning Skate. Make sure you're listening all season long to the latest Sharks news and information right here on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.